Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off the role of a 20-sided die. I'm Jordan. And I'm Cody. <laughs> and he was just taking a drink out of a Coke. That's not... It's a Diet Coke, Jordan. I have class. Oh, oh my gosh, it's not true because it's a diet. Anyways, how are you doing, Cody? I am doing pretty darn good. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling, um, you know, volcanoes for days. It's a narrow topic is what it is. It's oh. it's very focused. Um, so my world... No, no duh. <laughs> my world might be a little uh. brief, um, but, you know, Mine's we'll... It's decently long. It's fine. Oh, geez. Okay, well, great. That's That's fine, you know. But, yeah, so that's... Always got your back, buddy. I always got your back. That's where I'm at. That's what I'm about right now. Yeah, no, I thought this was a pretty... Like, it was a harder topic to write about, so I just made a convoluted fantasy world. And I'm happy yeah. with it. I like yeah. making convoluted fantasy worlds, if you haven't noticed over the last, what, 15 episodes? But, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. Anyways, what have you been enjoying recently? Like, watching, playing, reading? Y- you know, Jordan... More sex witches? No, I have not read any books about sex witches. Um... But I do want you to know, your mom listens to this podcast, and now she's going to have to have heard her son say sex witch, so hope you feel good about that. I've said it multiple times in past episodes, She's she'll be fine with it. I if thought you were about to say, I've said it multiple times to my mom, and I was like, under what context? Um, <laughs> Don't worry about it. But anyways, what have you been enjoying, Cody? Um, so, so I just listened to this book. Look, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit scatterbrained. <laughs> okay. Can I, can I be fully honest with you for just a second? You're not paying attention to me at all. You're reading stuff on Facebook. I was reading something on Facebook that said that Ryan Reynolds had been oh. shot in the head. Um, but it said <laughs> yeah, he has been. Yeah, wasn't that like ten years ago? Yeah, yeah. Well, he was reading the script for Green Lantern. Anyways, yeah. uh, sorry, you'll have to cut that together into something. That doesn't sound yeah, like I was you reading started Facebook. Started saying something, you went uh uh um um. Yeah, I'm not paying attention to you. Well, I thought Ryan Reynolds was dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, dude. It would be everywhere if Ryan Reynolds was actually. I thought I was gonna, you know, break news on our podcast that isn't live. But okay, so here's <laughs> yeah, our podcast that comes out five weeks after the news breaks. I listened to a book called uh, "I'm Not a Serial Killer." It was okay. Well, were they? Uh, no. Well, uh, you know, I mean, I think that's going to be, it's a series. Um, and it, it was weird because, sorry, you're just going to see a Coke for a minute. Um, it was weird because, um, the, the reader of the book sounded like a radio announcer from the fifties and the book was about a 15 year old kid. So like all of the stuff the 15-year-old kid sounded like it was said by Cave Johnson instead of by a 15-year-old kid. So <laughs> it was a little bit weird in that sense and um the book was very short and I think I don't know if it needed to be longer but I felt like it could have had it didn't have a lot of a mystery to it really like it, it's kind of like Dexter I'll say that like I don't I'm want to get... gonna actually ask if it was like De- Dexter. It's but, it's know. basically Dexter with a kid instead of with an adult. That's that's what the movie that's what the story is, right? Um, but there just wasn't that much of a mystery, which I kind of found a little bit disappointing because like you find out very quickly who the villain is and how he's gonna be stopped and stuff. So it, it's kind of like watching. 
a game of cat and mouse, but you kind of know who both players are, and I didn't I didn't love that. So it was is okay, you know. It's a solid. It's a solid B. So are you off your romance novel kick, or is this just a break? No, I mean, um, a friend suggested it, and so I went ahead and listened to it because it was available from the library right away. Um, uh, but then my parents not a good sign when it's available from the library right away. Yeah, and apparently it got made into a movie recently that was really unfortunate, and I could see how it would not make a good movie. Um, Because you know how you can kind of just say something in text, and you don't have to make it look good, but a person's brain will make it look good? Um, So that's kind of the problem with the the thing, is that if you tried to make it into a movie, the main villain... You know, they can just say he looks scary, but making that actually look scary would be tough. So, I don't know. Yeah, it no. kind of has... I've had many a books that I really like that have really cool twists and things ruined when they put it in movies. And they're like, oh yeah, this character looks nothing like what you thought it did or what it described it as. But, you know, it happens. Yeah. Um, but then the only other thing... Um, oh, no. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about this. Okay. So, I got a GameCube from my brother over the weekend... And started playing some old GameCube games, specifically the game Need for Speed Carbon. Have you heard of it? Yes, I have heard of it. I think I played it one time. Okay, so check it out. Here's the problem with Need for Speed Carbon. It was made at a time when Need for Speed, I think, was like kind of a teenage game. You know, it's it's like about like, you know, like street racers, you know, so there's like a lot of negative stuff about street racers, like drugs and like mature sexual themes and violence and crime, you know. Um, yeah. But this game was on the GameCube and they wanted it to be like available for kids, so they had to make it rated E for everyone. <laughs> so they had to do like a PC version of gang violence <laughs> and like. <laughs> gang so it ends up being like what a little kid would imagine a gangs to be like because there's like a city that you like do races to gain like to like win territories in this city right and there's different gangs that control each area but all the gang leaders wear like brightly colored trench coats (laughs) and have name like lance wolfer you know like just imagine such flamboyant men like well and the weird thing too is it has a mix of live action cutscenes with real actors that went on to have careers and then like very like poorly rendered game. Um so it's all like small people but you saw Altered Carbon, right? Yeah. You know the guy that tries to capture him in the hotel the first time he walks into the the like hotel brothel thing? Yeah. Do you remember that guy? You know how he's kind of been in like a lot of TV shows? No, I actually don't remember him ever in anything other than Altered Carbon. Well, he was also in Need for Speed Carbon. He's the main bad guy in that game. And he, he just, wears... Like, carbon things, huh? Yeah, he wears like a cadet cap and a bright red trench coat with like a cream-colored, high-collared, like pop-collared shirt. So he looks like what a 10-year-old thinks a cool 20-year-old dresses like. Yeah, um, I honestly, I think I played that game, but I think I remember it being kind of cool. But I also played it when I was a kid. Oh, no, I never had a GameCube, so it might have been another um, Need for Speed. And then the other one that made me laugh 
there's um, a woman in the game that's like a love interest. She's dating the bad guy. She used to date you. And throughout the game, she falls in love with you again, right? Like literally every storyline ever, yes. Yeah, right, right, right. But so she's a real person. And the first scene of the game, she like does the thing where she goes and starts the race by like dropping a flag or whatever, you know? And she's Mm -hmm. like doing like her like sexy walk out there, you know? But she's like wearing a lot of clothes because Mm -hmm. it's rated E for everyone. So she has to be like, you know, (laughs) high collar, skirt below the knees, but... Which is fine. I'm not saying that you have to objectify women, but it's weird to half objectify women because <laughs> then it's just like no one would dress like this if they're going out at night to start a race. They wouldn't dress like a librarian. But yeah. anyways, like straight up, we've all seen Fast and the Furious. We know how this yeah, goes. it's like they want her to be a character from Fast and the Furious, but they, they can't do it because it's rated E for everyone and you can tell. Um, but then later in the game, they're starting another race, and they try to do the same thing, but it's with a GameCube character that looks Ugh. like a Frankenstein monster that comes, like, <laughs> shuffling out, just swinging its cartoon hips around, and I'm like, guys, you could not render attractive women in GameCube graphics, and it's really no. bad when you try. So, Ugh, anyways, yeah, no, it's funny. Like, I, so I've been enjoying the, it. The thing with, like, old game graphics, like... I realize that I have become such a graphic snob now. Like, I've been playing games like God of War, Uncharted 4, um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Nerd. All have, like, Nerd. perfect graphics. And then going back and playing some of the older games, I was like, why did I like this? Um, I tried to, like, because I had never played Uncharted before the Uncharted 4 game, just because I heard it was really awesome. So I tried to go back and play the first one. Dude, the graphics hurt so much after, like, having, like, 4K graphics. It's like, ah, crap. I can't. I'm the total opposite. I like don't care about graphics much in a game. I like I'll enjoy a game even if it looks like crap. I I don't really care. Like I do I like sometimes, but it really has to be backed up by good stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. I get you. But I I just I like things to be pretty and smooth. And when they're not, it's just kind of jarring at first. I can get used to it. It's not like I'm gonna quit a game because it has bad graphics, but it's just. Having the nice graphics is so much better. So the thing I have been playing recently and like doing is uh, God of War, the new one for PS4. It is amazingly perfect. I enjoy it. it has like it's the perfect amount of action and exp- adventure, exploring and all of that with like a good storyline so far. Even though the storyline is so basic as oh, you're taking your dead wife's ashes to the top of a mountain. That is the entire storyline. Yeah, but man, monsters really have to get in your way when you do that. Yeah, and you gotta rip them in half, and it's pretty cool. <laughs> like, I enjoy it. And then they have the thing where, like, if you explore certain areas, you can find, like, really strong, cool bosses. The Valkyries, they're so cool. They're all, like, different fighting styles, and, it, like, you have to adapt to, like, the way to the way they attack you. So it's kind of like... I was reading a game guy just because one of them was I couldn't get the battle down and it was like thinking of it as an if then statement like if they do this then you should do this and so I'm like okay yeah. if I think about this when I see these attacks come at me rather than going out to them first I should be waiting to see what the attack is and then responding and I really like that style of gameplay because it's a lot different than a lot of hacking slash games a lot of them are just run at this thing and hit them a whole bunch and then they'll die but this Jordan. is more of a Adaptive. It's very Dark Souls. What? I was going to say, have you played yeah. Dark Souls? 
Dude, I it's very Dark Souls. Except for my strategy for Dark Souls was shield up, rotate counterclockwise, and hit them when they're open. That Poke is my strategy for every single of Dark Souls boss was shield up, rotate slowly, counterclockwise. Oh, wait. I have a funny Dark Souls story. So you oh, know how you could leave messages on the ground, <laughs> yes. you know? Yeah. I was talking to one of my friends about it, and he said that he was trying to fight this boss one time, and he just couldn't beat it. It was, like, really frustrating. And he said what kept him going was every time he got up to the boss fight, someone had left the message, try butthole. <laughs> and he's like, it made me laugh every time, and then I kept fighting, you know? I remember one of my friends, um, they saw the message to kill this guy in front of the blacksmith, so they killed the blacksmith. And then... <laughs> Blacksmith dead. Can't bring it back. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, oh, you know what I so, did? Hmm? What's up? The first time I started the game, this like actually happened to me. You know, you get through the tutorial and then you go to your first bonfire, right? Like the one in the yeah. Firelink Shrine. You know how there's a guy in chainmail sitting there who like yeah. kind of tells you what to do. Yep. I landed on the ground, saw him, was like bad guy, and just started trying to kill him. And he was really tough, and I eventually did kill him, but then he was dead, and I had no idea how to start the game. <laughs> oh, no. It, there was, so Dark Souls 3, it's like the person you go to to level up and all, they can die, but they don't stay dead. And I didn't know that, so I get in, and I put my controller down, but I put it down on the right trigger, so my character just stabs her, and just, her health goes all the way to zero, and it's like, oh, yeah! Like, I gotta oh, go through this whole I'm game without leveling. But luckily, they come back. <laughs> Except for the blacksmith, and the three doesn't come back. So, yeeks. I haven't played. I, I haven't played Dark Souls three yet. I really you need really to. need to play Dark Souls. 3, you know, buddy. I played Dark Souls two, and I did not like it near as much. Oh, two sucks. Three is great. Play three. Yeah, that's kind of what I've heard. I've heard people that like one. You know, like I'm not trying to have issues with, but three is pretty good. Well, and, and I had heard that, that, like, people that had issues with 2 kind of were like, yeah, but it gets a lot better again with 3, so. 3 is like the Force Awakening to the Star Wars series. Like, it kind of does some of the greatest hits that Dark Souls 1 did, but it's yeah. different, quote-unquote. Like, even the last boss is pretty similar to the original last boss of Dark Souls 1. <laughs> but, is like, it just uh, Gwent? Is that what his name was? No, it's the... um. Ward of Cinder, I think, but he, in his second phase, has some of the same attacks as Gwent. So, oh, gotcha. So, like, they call it a callback. I call it lazy. Um, anyways, <laughs> go, going into our actual show. So, last week was, was that Board Game World last week? Uh, no, it was no. Dream World. It was Dream World. Dream World, yeah. Yeah, where you did an awesome anime, and then I just catered to your likes. Because I have Hey, no I thought you did a good world. Oh, thank you, Cody. That makes me feel good. Um, so this week is Volcanoes for Days. The topics provided by Cody Johnson. An awful topic, yep. I think, but I we managed to make it work. So we're gonna roll for initiative. Well, you ready? Let's let's not get ahead of ourselves and say that we managed to make it work until we read our worlds and see if it worked. Oh boy, you're going first. What what number do you roll? I rolled a five. <laughs> Finally, you're going first. I rolled a four. What? I Are you kidding four. with me? I rolled a oh. four. Jeez. 
I'm so happy that I All finally right. don't have to go first for the first time in like three weeks. Oh, man. Oh, man. You're so happy right now, aren't you? Well, I, you know, I'm going to level with you. I'm a little bit glad that I kind of just get to get my world done because I'm not 100% sure I nailed this world, but we'll see. Okay, um, we'll see. Mine's you know. pretty long, so go for it. So mine, the narrative is, again, diced up throughout the story, just so you know. Yeah. Mine's um, just one really the, long the, story. The, the title of my world is Burn Whales. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> alright you ready you ready Ugh, yep we all knew they were real we could see their fins in the fire licks but we never understood we were ants we were not meant for this world so the world that my story is set on is one of um, lakes of fire and horrible um, poisonous clouds humanity exists on this world but just barely and especially previous to modern day, so there's a history behind this, but previous to modern day, humanity was barely surviving. Um, the okay. land, since it's volcanic, was basically constant earthquakes that would cause the world to shift and rearrange itself. Um, and so there would be pockets of land and water where humanity could survive and thrive to some extent. But then, you know, there'd be a shifting earthquake and a new volcano would push its way out of the surface and lava would spew everywhere and people would have to, like, try to get in crappy little canoes and, like, flee and try to paddle to another newly forming island and hopefully live. Um, mm -hmm. So survival was always tenuous. Oh. Um, and then the, the other kind of part of this that was briefly alluded to is there are they knew that there were these creatures that lived in the lava and they could see their fins. So like there were myths about these things that are meant to inhabit this world. You just really don't like whales. Do you? I really don't like, don't like what Cody? You don't like what? Oh, I really, I really don't like, I really don't like, like whales. And I don't like things that live in the ocean. <laughs> it took Anyways, a long time to say that one statement. <laughs> Oh, geez. Destruction would bring new water life. Island and new soil, fertile and ready for people to live on. Our world would be a perfect paradise until the land would shift or the whales would come. You're like so, weird Irish uh, Russian. I, it's supposed to be Russian, man. All right, look. Okay, I'm doing what I can do. Okay, you, I'm sorry. Dude, your world's going fine. Just, you got this, Cody. <laughs> You Why do you so, feel like you need to be encouraging me right now? Because you seem so discouraged right now. <laughs> I don't feel discouraged until you bring it up. And then I feel discouraged because it feels like you feel like I'm discouraged. <laughs> I um, do. <laughs> so, like I said before, earthquakes are the most common thing that will destroy like humanity and basically force them to start over again. Um, but also whale attacks do happen. So... For a long time, it has been known that sometimes when a group of humans are almost destroyed, it's because a burn whale, which are these like giant leviathan-esque whales that can live and thrive um, in the in the like lakes of fire and lava that are spewing from the ground all the time. 
they will like actually surface themselves on land and just like spew lava all over everything and burn and melt and destroy it. So like humanity is basically in a constant cycle of Noah's arcing itself. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, maybe a village exists for a generation, right? Yeah. And then you see a fin on the horizon coming towards you and everyone's like, crap, get whatever animals we have on the boat. We got to go. You know what I mean? Because like extinction is a possibility. So, you know, maybe your group of people that you've been living with, like your tribe has like goats. If all your goats die, the next time you find a home, you will not have goats. You know what I mean? It's like Disney's Moana, but with more fire. Yeah, Actually, yeah, it's like Disney's Moana. the same amount of fire, honestly. <laughs> but it just becomes really important to, like, keep the potential for life on board the vessels at all times. So, like I said, you're just constantly Noah's arcing your way from another apocalypse to the yeah. next island you can be at before you have to Noah's Ark your way away from another apocalypse. <laughs> so preservation becomes really important but technological advancement is basically impossible because they're having to restart every time they get comfortable no one knows where the whales come from or if they are like really intentional um but there's kind of two kinds of life so the first one that was just mentioned there which is that destruction kind of brings water life water life is what we would know of because like you know how like we need water to survive yeah the Opposite is true for the animals that are in the lava. They need, like, fire to survive. So they'll... It's kind of like almost two different trees of life. You know what I mean? That are in competition with each other. Um, Anyways, moving on. Fire life wants to... Oh, yeah. I can read my own... I can read my own hand. got this. Fire life wants to conquer our... Shut up, Jordan. I don't need your help. (laughs) Fire life wants to conquer our world. The other demons that want to burn and... Oh, my gosh. You got this. <laughs> Hang on. I need to read my own handwriting. Why do I write so bad? Oh, my I'm God. serious, oh. dude. It's like one word is screwed up. Yeah, I see your handwriting, man. It's not pretty. Anyways, Fire Life wants to conquer our world. Whales and other burn demons want us dead, but their consumption creates life for the rest of us. So... No one knows if, like, these fire life forms, which are, like, mostly burn whales, but also, like, lesser lizardy creatures that live in the lava, are, like, intentional about trying to wipe out water life, which is to say, like, humanity and the things that would support humanity, or if it's just they're working on animal impulse. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So... Imagine if we lived with dinosaurs and dinosaurs killed people. Are dinosaurs trying to kill people or are dinosaurs just being dinosaurs? No one really knows if fire whales are trying to ki- or burn whales are trying to kill humanity or if they just kill humanity because they swim up to it and they're like, this is something I can eat. Okay, I have two questions. One, is this sure. like a continuation of the breath but more fire? And the second question is, based on the <sighs> accent, based on the accent, does fire Russia exist? Uh, so everywhere is fire Russia. Everyone here is Russian Woo! because I don't That's know. Awesome. You know when you ever think about people being like miserable and kind of like <laughs> it's barely Russian. surviving, <laughs> and you just kind of think Russian. <las> oh my god! Uh, hopefully, That's... no Russians listen to our podcast. No if Russians you're from Russia and you listen to, to our podcast, 
No Russians listen yeah, to our podcast. I think I'm safe. I yeah, think you're, I'm safe. Good. They mess with the election, but they don't listen to our podcast. Hot take. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Are you done being political now, Jordan? I'm talking about <laughs> I'm political like twice an episode. By twice an episode, I mean <laughs> When fire and water blessed us with 200 years on one island, the cove was born. Because we discovered metals and methods of crafting barriers... Metal may melt, but we learned to cool, and people began to tame the flakes of fire. Those ancient fishermen could stay on the water, and by water I mean horrible fire, for a few hours. (laughs) Then the whales came. They came to spray fire and death. We took the boats with spears and cable and hooks. We came together and killed that beast. The fight cost many lives. But we murdered it. <laughs> Harvesting that great beast was the greatest resource for mankind. So, after they killed the first fire whale ever, and by I keep saying fire whale, they're called burn whales, but I keep saying fire whale because they're basically a fire whale. Yeah. After humanity killed the first burn whale, it was kind of like the industrial revolution for humanity. Um, because from the carcass of the burn whale, they were able to make the first ever vessel that could stay out on um, the like lakes of fire for more than a couple of hours. Okay. So that settlement that got attacked and managed to kill a burn whale was called the Cove. And just by happenstance, it was just a pocket of humanity that did not get killed out right away. Um, So, after the whale came and attacked them and they were able to kill it, they used its body to create the first, like, lava-faring vessel ever. And this kind of had good good and bad to it, right? So, it allowed for trade and it allowed for, like, people to store knowledge and for, like, a group of people to become more permanent um, because they had made a settlement that could almost stave off the lava and like the shifting earthquakes just from technology and then had a way to travel. But as famous as this vessel was, it also became very infamous and its banner, which is the dead whale became, um, so it's like a banner with a dead whale on it became kind of a, like a symbol for piracy almost because, so the leader of this is called the queen of the dead whale. Oh. And her goal is to, like, create an empire of mankind whose goal it is to kill all of, like, the fire life on the planet. And she's doing this so that humanity can survive. But, like, that basically meant conquering humanity first and bringing it all underneath of her control. Okay. So, shoot. <laughs> what was that? All right. Okay, so I think... I think we could just get right back into it. Yeah. Minor difficulties. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, so sorry. I'm not 100% sure where I left off, but just so people understand why there's going to be a weird, awkward break where I seem to stop talking in the middle of a thought, it's because I uh, my job is kind of on call, and I got a call and had to start doing some fancy technical wizardry. That's the exciting name <laughs> for when I remote into another computer and click on some stuff. Yeah, and it's. I think it's basically illegal for you to record your conversation so i mean yeah it's definitely not good for me to record my conversation and also full disclosure um (laughs) i'm i'm kind of still remoted into the plant and forgot to sign myself out so i need to do that right now 
Yeah. Oh man, come oh. on, Cody. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Amateur hour. Yeah, I know, right? You're a professional. I I am kind of. Um, but anyways, so I think where I had left off with my world was um, the world was beginning to be conquered by the queen of the dead whale. She was the woman in charge of the cove, which was the settlement of humans that uh, were the first ever to kill a whale. And this allowed her to harness the carcass of the giant fire whale and begin using it to sail around the world and try to basically conquer humanity first so she could, with a united force, go and conquer the world, right? Um, And so basically technology at this time was very minimal. So they had discovered how to make metals from, like, Lava being near their island and heating up certain rocks like they actually kind of stumbled upon metal existing and learned how to use that. And then they learned how to cool that metal so they could take it out into the fire lakes before they had the carcass of this giant whale. So they kind of had temporary like stopgap solutions to stop lava from flowing into their settlement. And they had the ability to kind of get out on the lake of fire um, but getting this carcass was really the thing that like pushed them to being the tribe, you could say, that was a superpower in this world. But their technology was basically just, we have metal, and we can kind of like make a water jacket on a boat that keeps it from melting, and that's it. So they were very basic. Um, but okay. once they had the ability to have some permanent settlements and trade and pirate from everyone else technology boomed to what is now considered modern day when this narration is taking place okay glory awaits us friends what what? i'm I'm in the middle of a narration jordan sorry why are you interrupting me i'm so hurt i literally just said it's cool man and then you started yelling at glory awaits us friends we may die in the service of the queen of the dead whale but our end will be one of glory we will die in bone suits, slaying a pod of whales. And then so after that, we, we cut to a scene of um, people in these things called bone suits, which are suits made from the bodies of these whales that are kind of mechanized like steampunk power suits, like jumping into oceans of lava and swimming down to find pods of whale and killing them with like giant swords <laughs> and stuff. Um, Jeez. So where the world's at now is since uh, currently the world has been conquered by the queen of the dead whales. Is that what I okay. called her? Yes. Something and like it became a like hyper militaristic society where um most people are like enlisted in the military it's completely authoritarian with one powerful figurehead which is the queen of the dead whales her goal is to exterminate all life in lava and try to create a consistent world for humanity her main fighting force are these people that are in bone suits, which, like I said, are like mechanized um, steampunk like power suits that are made from the dead bodies of whales. So the skin and bone of burn whales are the only thing that can withstand lava forever. So yeah. they're 
way that they figured out how to fight whales was to kill a couple of them and then like strap them on as armor and then use that to wade further out into lava and kill more of them. So the so people they, they like cut these things up into small pieces, right? They're not like strapping giant whales to the back. No, right? these things look pretty dorky. Like I've I started reading the um There's a lot I, of blubber. <laughs> no, there's not a lot of blubber. There's a lot of bone and skin. So I kind of started um, looking at the mythology and lore around Warhammer 40k. Um, <laughs> so it's very Space Marines where it's like a tiny little head in a giant suit of like big clanky bones. You know, yeah, and then they yeah, probably yeah. have like a bone chainsaw. Um, and they what this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they spend their time jumping into, like, pits of lava and swimming down after whales and trying to kill them. And then, so the other thing, too, the queen, she leads the army and, like, actually leads from the front. So she's, like, kind of an imposing figure that, like, constantly wears her big power armor and will um, lead her soldiers into battle to fight these whales. Um, It's still kind of um unclear if the whales have any intent of actually destroying humanity or it could just be that the world's dangerous and humanity's lashing out so right now you know no one really studies the whales as a society or why they do what they do they're just trying to exterminate them because they are a threat um for people that are not in the military and are not these people in bone suits going to fight whales um society has become very bleak and very practical so um more and more land is available for humanity to thrive on but now it is going entirely industrial revolution they're starting to develop giant metal vessels that are able to sail on lava and are powered by steam and I guess really would probably be powered by the heat of lava because you could use that to boil water and create motion. Um, So most people spend their time building these giant vessels and maintaining the like suits of power armor and creating weapons for the military to go and kill whales. Um, (laughs) So most people are like worked half to death and are malnourished and like, they could be using a lot of extra land to like devote to farmland to make more food and more prosperity, but instead it's just like all military all the time. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I'm going to make fun of you even though I did it in my own world, but you decided to make yet another super bleak world. Well, I kind of, you know, when the whole world's lava and, you know, the world could shudder and then humanity would stop existing, they don't take any time. It's kind of not going to be... Yeah, it's not it's not fun and one person kind of happened to take power in this scenario like as I was writing it down that's just kind of what happened. Yeah. So the whale result Hitler. is not good. It's it's yeah, it's whale Hitler. It's not it's not great. <laughs> um the only thing okay, is Okay, I thought I was going to have to say that again. No. No, the the only thing is like they're not racist because they don't have the time to. They just like <laughs> She almost, like, the queen of the dead whales would almost, like, have as much disregard for individual human life as the whales would. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, her perspective is on humanity as a whole surviving, which means, uh, you know, if you kill five people and save ten, you kill the five people every time, you know? So, yeah. 
like in this world, human life is very expendable so long as it is to create more human life and to sustain it. The military itself is like borderline suicidal, like going and fighting these whales, even in suits of power armor is extremely dangerous. And, you know, so there's pretty much a high chance you're going to die if you go in there. Yeah, yeah, it's like not good. It's not heroic, you know, it's just you get fed into a meat grinder and that's just kind of what's expected of life in this world is that it's violent. So it's kind of a thing where and, they like scream witness me and then they go and just get Yeah, me. yeah, yeah, very Mad Max but with lava um and big steamboats. Um Yeah, so the vessels that they make too are now getting big enough that they can almost themselves like ram and kill whales, which is like a big deal because now like um, shipping is becoming more possible as they may, as they're able to just build vessels that can actually travel between pockets of humanity. It becomes more possible for trade to happen and for technology to spread faster. So right now the world is in a state of like rapid, rapid, rapid expansion, um, mm-hmm. which is good because it means humanity is more likely to survive, but it's bad because it almost certainly means the extinction of the whales. Um, which I'm actually saying is a bad thing, which is crazy because it's me saying the extinction of whales is a bad thing. Um, yeah, that's insane that you actually care about the whales in this. So then the mystery in this world is eventually like humanity finding out what the source of the whales are and whether they do have any will to actually destroy humanity or if they're just animals acting on impulse. Um, But right now, that hasn't been discovered. That's kind of looking forward into the future. That's what remains hidden, you could say, in in my world. Um, It kind of reminds me of an anime, but I don't remember the title. So, uh, Well, the title of this was Burn Whales, colon, Lava for Days, or Volcanoes for Days. (laughs) So that's my world. It's a little weird. There wasn't too many volcanoes in yours. It was more about fire whales. So you can say well, but fire they sw- for days. But, but they swam in lava created by volcanoes. Yeah, but, you know, I, did, I was kind of sad that there weren't too many volcanoes in yours. Okay, do you want me to reread my... Okay, so there's burn volcanoes. No, no I don't. I don't um, care. I, so I, occasionally, I don't care. you I could see the care. fins of burn volcanoes <laughs> that would <laughs> swim around. We're done, Cody. Your idea is done. It's time for me to talk. No, wait. Actually, hang on. No, there's a really good <laughs> argument for burn whales kind of being like volcanoes because in my imagination when i picture spew it out the blowhole yeah they they have a blowhole and they shoot lava out the top of it so they're kind of like volcanoes they erupt also spew it out the blowhole is probably one of the most disgusting sentences i've uttered all week so my world volcanoes for days i don't have a title for my world i decided just to go along with it my world's just to be lazy yeah no, my world's mostly a story like I've been doing. Because I kind of like writing a story and then having you figure out the world as I go on. Like, having just a super expositional story is what I, I like. I get you. I get you. I'm listening. Yeah, so I'm here. Here we go. I got it. So, here we go. I'm going to read my story. We lived in paradise, an idyllic land where nature and humanity were one. Wait, we wait, Jordan. The tr- Jordan, are lavas going to interrupt this paradise? Can I tell my story? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. Okay. You can interrupt me again in the middle of a sentence? No. Okay. You are. I can already tell you are. <laughs> How do you know well, that you I'm going to do that? Because it's you, you just, Cody. You Anyways, just, I can you just, just see, assume the I, worst. I can, I can just, just assume see the microphone. worst of me. Can you move your microphone a little bit so I can actually see your face? There, I moved oh it. Oh, my God. 
Oh, I can't deal with you right now. We lived amongst the trees in the forest. Our world was green with Jordan, life. Jordan, the fo- Jordan. What? Do you know what else interrupts your world besides volcanoes? What? I do. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. This is, this is a Cody thinks he's funny episode because he's not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. I'm done. You can go. You can the go. forest provided everything for us food, shelter, and life. But looming over us, surrounding us, were the great mountains. We feared and revered these mountains, but to us they were holy protectors who kept us safe from danger. Our kind had created great cities amongst the forest where we began to spread out into communities. We worshipped the nature around us and lived in peace. We knew not of war, and we knew not of weapons of destruction. We had no clue what was coming for us next. So this is a land of wood elves that live in harmony with nature around them. They have created a small kingdom and have begun to spread out throughout the world. Their world is surrounded by many of what they call, I guess you could say, great mountains. So with these great mountains, some of them have taken pilgrimage, 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 oh my god. Can you say the word for me? Pilgrimage? Yes. Gosh, I hate myself. To the great mountains and have never returned. So this gives them the belief that those who reach the mountain's peak have truly ascended beyond the plains of the living. There are many gods that are worshipped in this community. Gods of the trees. What? Is your story about people that go on a pilgrimage and just fall in a volcano and everyone's like, they've ascended. Like, no, they fell in a volcano. We're, We're getting to that. So there's Man, God's talk about God's... bleak. Oh my lord, can I can I please get to my story? I, I don't know what you're I talking actually about. Actually, listen to yours today. I actually was quiet and I listened. I just you, you're just you're being mean, man. You're hurting. I'm not being mean. I don't know what you're talking okay. about. I'm engaging with so, your story. So there are many gods that are worshipped in this community. Um, gods of the trees, of the wildlife, gods in gods of the mountains. They believe that the mountains are holy protectors of the world. So, anyways, back to the story. Some say it was always meant to happen, that this was the beginning of the end of the world, the end that the prophets had spoken of. They believe that the ones who have ascended to the mountains were those who saw Nirvana, oh sorry, were those who saw Nirvana, the land of eternal life. The mountains would then destroy the gods that existed in this world and take the strong, the ones who would survive the plagues of fire with them, and they would all go to the land of Nirvana to be with those who have ascended. It all happened over a long 32 days. Volcanoes for days. Wink, wink. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, I did this specifically for you. Day one, the mountains opened up and began to emit a thick black smoke. It only took three days of this to truly blot out the sun. The only light that came from above was an ominous red light that came from the peaks of the mountains. Either your lungs were filled with black ash and death was soon to follow, or you were stricken with the disease. Many of our people went mad from the darkness. The wildlife began to wither and the animals ran. Day 23. Your world's sad. Yeah, it's very sad. Day 23. A great fire erupted from the mountains. Balls of flame struck our cities. We had no choice but to run, but there was nowhere to go. As the mountains stood in the path of every escape, we, we were truly trapped. The fire and ash began to bury us. Our rivers were filled with... So much ash that they became a thick sludge. Only water that we had stored was left for us. We tried to store and salvage any last bit of sustenance, but it was way too late. Day 26. The mountains showed their true form as volcanoes when a thick, viscous lava came flowing down from them. The lava swallowed 
hole everything in its path. We tried our best to get to high ground, but our lands were surrounded by the lava. The lava was only stopped by rivers that flowed. The people that were left of my kind gathered in areas that were surrounded by water, for those were the only places that we had protection. We prayed for relief that the volcanoes would spare us from total extinction. If this darkness continued, there would be nothing left for us. We thought that the apocalypse would separate us into ascended and the left behind, but it seemed there was no nirvana for those who never ascended. Our prayers of release were never answered, for after six days they came. Day 32 From the tops of the mountains came a loud roar. They gathered at the tops, the men of fire, their bodies skeletal but emitting flame. Their eyes were blue stars and they had horns that sat on their head, twisted in all directions. These were demons, sent by the volcanoes to eliminate us. The largest of the kind led the charge into our lands, their steeds of fire carrying them at great speeds. It was a slaughter. As we had no weapons, no preparations, as we were but a peaceful people, we were overtaken in only a few hours. Some tried to fight back, but there was no point. The monsters from the mountains enslaved what few of us were left. They took us as their own spoils of war. We worked for them only to survive, as maybe hopes of paying with our lives we will find nirvana. I hold on to my beliefs, even as my lungs fill with ash. So, I did a bleak world. This is only one half of my world, by the way. <laughs> Wait, I'm confused. What? How? Is the lava, like, sentient? I'll get into that. Okay, okay, I'm in- I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued and confused and intrigued. So, okay, really quick, just an overview of what just happened. The mountains yeah. were really volcanoes, and the volcanoes erupted and wiped out the wood elves. Um, the days it. of the volcanoes are now called the plagues of fire. And yeah. So those who managed to survive, they were actually enslaved by the fire monsters that came from the top of the mountains. Oh, so, okay. See, when you said that, I assumed it was like a historical embellishment. You know what I mean? Like there weren't oh, actually no. fire monsters. No, there are actual fire monsters that came down oh, and enslaved the people. Okay. Okay. Got it. No, I just, I, I assumed it was like a, an unreliable narrator, but anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm still here. Oh, it's kind of an kind of unreliable narrator. So the second part of my world, it's um, two sides of the same story. The Tales of the Embers. We have been here since the very beginning of time. Also, I don't do voices like you, so this is just going to be a very plain reading in my voice yet again. I mean, that's <laughs> probably a better idea than trying to do voices, honestly. But I like doing uh, oh, voices. Oh, I'm bad at all voices. <laughs> so i'm fine with it <laughs> okay i got eight minutes to solve this okay anyways we have been here since the very beginning of time when the world was empty we stayed underground where we we gave strength for the fire within the crust of this world but when life began to flourish we came to the surface to help the new life grow we taught them how to utilize our fires our magics and truly strive we toiled the earth and created something beautiful and we helped them grow the wood elves and us embers lived in harmony for many years until the wood elves became full of themselves and decided that Aww. the land above the ground was theirs. They told the wood elves it, are so they dicks. owned it. Yes. Wood Aww. elves are always the, Elves are always the worst. I mean, that's not true, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, well, a lot of times elves are the worst. But anyways, when we objected, the elves used magic that we taught them to curse us. Taking away our flesh bodies, they turned us into skeletal beings who could no longer feel or taste. 
Being afraid of what the elves could do, we went back underground where our bodies fused with the fires, turning us into what you see us as today. Fearing what was to come, the elves used their greatest magic to seal us underground, but we used our magical powers to burst free from the ground, creating large volcanoes. But their magic was too strong and held us inside these great volcanoes. We fused with the crust, creating a thick lava that we planned to flood their world with if we were ever to escape. We stayed under the crust for centuries, plotting our revenge, growing stronger and stronger day by day. Until finally, we cracked our magic from the top of the mountains, but the elves were clever. They saw this coming. By climbing the mountain and sacrificing their bodies to the fires below, they kept us sealed by magic. There you go. <laughs> There's your ascension ritual. But I, we grew I strong- like it. <laughs> but we grew stronger and stronger until we were able to burst forth from the mountain, destroy the world they- that stayed above us for so many years. We had been trapped in darkness for so many years that we turned their, turned their world black. We drew it out as long as possible so their people would know true dread. We used the ash that we created to turn their lungs black, and after t- 32 long days of torment, I led a great army down into their villages and their cities and destroyed them. Wow, this guy's also a jerk. Of course. We got our revenge Everyone's and the worst. weak people. <laughs> we got our revenge <laughs> and enslaved their weak people. We have become strong and will never go back underground again. So, the fire demons that attacked the um, world of the wood elves were once people of fire that existed in this world. They were one of the two races and they helped create the world as they know it. So they kind of helped, they taught the wood elves everything they know. They taught them magic. They taught them how to read. They taught them how to build, how to just create this world. And, but the wood elves were like, um, well, we were here first, quote unquote. So this land is ours. You guys go somewhere else. And well, they when, all suck. Yeah. And when the, um, embers objected they're like no we should live in harmony the wood elves cursed the embers turning them into like skeletal undead monsters so like i said the fire demons they went back under the ground and they became one with the volcanoes but the um <laughs> wood elves decided to lock them there and leave them there I also like becoming one with volcanoes sometimes. I get it. <laughs> so Sometimes the, you just got to become one with the volcano. Right? So the elf society moved on and society major forgot about the fire demons. And only the elders and those who studied the ancients remembered, um, remembered what happened. So they used their magic to keep the embers sealed. So they go to the top of the mountains and they, um, uh, sacrifice one of their own kind uh, in order to walk them out forever. I get it. I get yeah. it now, Jordan. It's clever. So the You've done a clever um, thing. <laughs> I know. That's that's why I do this show because I'm clever. So the society <laughs> under the ground um was one of constant battles. They were training themselves to become as strong as possible to take over without a fight. The demons believe in their own strength, so a leader is chosen only through battle. He who has never been defeated is he who leads the army of demons. So Makes that sense. was the demon who was talking in the story. He was the he was one of the original embers who was cursed and sent under the mountains. And he basically fought his way to the top. And once he was on top, he was never defeated. And he's the one who leads them and makes the decisions for them. Jordan, I'm so, going to punch your demon in the face. And then I'm going to become the head demon. Go for it, man. So, you know, as you do. He, yeah, under his rule, they only became stronger. And as they grew in numbers, the fires under the volcanoes grew hotter. So eventually they grew strong enough and they cracked the magical seals and 
opened up the volcanoes with the pure heat of the lava. So, my last paragraph. Now that they are above the ground, they war with each other because, you know, they wiped out the wood elves so there's no one else to fight and get revenge on. So they just <laughs> They're like my other. dragons! Yeah, I kind of gained inspiration through your dragon world, honestly. Yeah! So, the society inspiration major that dragon. Exists, yeah, dude. So, society major that exists, um, they fight and fight for who gets to rule what areas. Like, the king, he has his own set area, but the other ones, they kind of just fight it out and just it's constantly warring with each other because simply they can that's all they know is hatred and fighting so they keep fighting so since they are cursed they don't need food they don't need anything but the fires of the volcano to survive so they pretty much have an unlimited lifespan because the fires are burning hot what you know what these things sound like what they sound like whales what how do they sound like whales they're evil, they're demonic, they live under the ground, they're whales. <laughs> you you describe nothing that a whale does. Nothing you they said need, is what a whale does. They need nothing but hate to survive, whales. Have you read Moby Dick? I haven't either, but I'm guessing that the point of that book is whales are straight dicks. Oh my gosh! That's why it's called Moby Dick. Okay, I get it. I get it. Because he's a dick. Yeah. yeah. I just think it's really funny. That, like, you hate whales so much that you just make up crap. I <laughs> just don't like sea monsters. Like, why would okay, I like it, a monster? Anyways. I, I don't to mean to make this story. about me. Yeah, I go know ahead. I'm listening. Okay. So they have never toppled uh, topple the king whose goal is to continue to punish the living wood elves for what their ancestors did. The king and his official guard, quote-unquote, are the only ones who control the slaves. They are the king... Like, the slaves are the king's prized possessions, so they are not allowed to be touched. So, constantly fighting is what the world has become, and it's never going to change from that. Like, there's nothing... Nothing is going to rise up that is going to topple these fire demons. So, anyways... That was my world of volcanoes for days. Jordan, I liked the twist in your world. It was clever. Which twist? The part where, like, all of it was kind of like, a, oh, you know, get, gotcha. You know, the, the guys are oh. going up there to keep the keep the cinders all secret, secret well, cinders, you know. As I started writing it, I was like, okay, we're going to have this peaceful community that's wiped out by, by volcanoes. I was just going to leave it at that. But then I'm like, you know what? Let's have it a reason why these volcanoes explode and wipe them out. And then I decided to create the embers or fire demons as they later become. Yep. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. No, it was a really fun one to do. Like it's a it was a wide open prompt and honestly you can do anything with it and I I enjoyed it even though I like straight up made fun of the idea like multiple times. I, I get you. All right, Anyways, Jordan. I'm gonna roll. First, so you get the roll, and I'm going to hit your roll. So go for it. I uh, I'm like I'm excited about two or three of these. I'm thinking pretty good, man. Which ones? Um, I think um superhero world sounds fun. Okay. Um, <laughs> a world based on a song of your choice is just nuts. That's gonna be insane. Um, is that actually on the list? Because that's gonna be insane. Th- that's on the list. Um, oh, man, I can't wait for that one. That's going to be super insane. <laughs> a secret hidden world within a world I kind of like. 
Um, yeah. A world where your planet is a sentient being is just you shoehorning in one of your old worlds. Uh, yeah. Next hit, teen dystopian drama. I want to roll so bad. Uh, dude, like, I'm so I excited. Roll I don't know 12. what I'm going to do for that one, but I'm so excited for it. I don't know, but everyone's going to be really sexy. Oh, man. Oh, Everybody's- frick. Okay, I didn't roll a 12. Oh, hey, you know what I rolled? A secret world hidden within another world, i.e. the upside down or a magical world inside an object or something like that. You got it. Oh, wow. So you rolled the one that you were just talking about. I rolled one of the ones I'm excited about. Okay. No, this one's actually really easy to do, so it'll be fun. We can kind of expand. So, like I told you over the phone, I am going on vacation next week, so we probably will not record. So it's gonna Oh, be t- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, it's going to be a two-week time gap, so I expect you to come with a really awesome world next week. Well, next time. Well, I, I do like Worlds Within Worlds, so I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. No, because I was thinking, I was trying to write more ideas since you scolded me last week. So, and I was thinking, it's like, you know what? It's doing something like the Upside Down or like the Secret World of Arietti or something where there is, like Toy Story even, where there's some sort of hidden world or something that the people outside don't know about. Like, I thought that was cool. Even kind of Harry Potter to a point is another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry Potter's one. Or like, and that, I also had the idea sure of like fits. doing like secret societies as well. So. Yeah. No, I hear you. You can do anything. I like it. I'm really excited. Well, Jordan, I like that. I like this one. I'm pumped. Wow, you finally like one of my ideas. I'm really happy. Yeah, it almost never happens. You have really bad ideas. I mean... I'm just kidding. I love you. I'm just kidding. Volcanoes for days. Oh, shoot. Shoot. Yeah, Volcanoes for days was pretty weak, and that was mine. So, you know, I'm made of bad ideas and poor judgment. Um. Okay. Well. Anyways, you close out the episode since you did it so well last time. Did I do it well last time? Okay. Here, I'll do it again. You ready for my awesome outro? I actually check Cody out on Wandering Gamer Network, and you can check me out places. Anyways, go for it. Yeah, you should check me out on the Wandering Gamer Network. Here goes my outro. The first thing that happens is my microphone starts making a horrible buzzing sound because it does that sometimes. Oh, are you? Are you? Okay. Let me start the outro. He starts shaking his mic like the freaking Baraka. <laughs> I was trying to fix it. I'm going to leave that in. I'm going to leave it in. All right. Here's my amazing outro. Thanks for listening to this episode of World Shop by Jordan and Cody. Bye.